Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the wild to his crazy guys, Michael Howard. Just two wild and crazy guys. Hey, how's it going? I can't remember if that was the accent they used. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it sounds right. No one's going to call us on it. No. I don't think anyone listening to this even remembers wild and crazy guys. Or the sounds of our voice, because <laughs> we took some time off. <laughs> and I know this is actually going to go out a week after we are recording it, because, whoops. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have another one that we need to yeah. put out there. Yeah, so by the time they hear it, maybe they'll be back in the group. So they'll be like, okay, those are my two boys that I love oh, so very yes, much. Oh, yes, it's them. It's but them. they'll be hearing us three weeks in the past. It's <laughs> 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 true. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't remember what we said in it, so... I was trying to remember. I was trying to think back, and I, I couldn't. I'm sure there was some sort of dildo talk in there. Just that's kind of mm, what we do. Probably, um, probably some Black Friday deals talk. That was. I bet that mm. was in there. Um, if only there was a way to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, how you been, bud? I've been okay. I've been yeah? okay. Uh, you know, shit got a little crazy around around uh, after Thanksgiving time with work and. And everything so uh you know get back in the groove just in time to get out of the groove for christmas mm-hmm. it's gonna be nice yeah. um yeah well i'm doing good i uh my atlanta won a, a sports thing they for the first did. time in 20 a, a championship for the first time in 20 years yeah we did it and i was there you guys looked good yeah looks real atlanta's got a good soccer team yeah and they it, have a good soccer fandom yeah so, like I think there were seventy three thousand people there, something like that, and mm-hmm. it, which it's great because apparently they didn't they didn't interact with any other Atlanta sports teams. Like <laughs> they just didn't talk to them whatsoever, or they would have lost by five goals. Yeah, no, you you can't you can't get that stink on you. Once it's on you, it just doesn't rub. Oof. It just doesn't rub <laughs> out. No, I mean it even it even goes to Athens. Yeah, I and mean, that like, one's just funny because you know fuck them, but. <laughs> That was I do work with a lot of uh, University of Georgia fans, and man, they're mm. still they're still sad about that one, which is just a real treat for me. So yeah, that's mm. the best. Yeah, oh, it's just it's a it's a sweet a sweet cologne. I mean, we're not in it, but right. But that's again. I mean, didn't expect to be so. And that's one of the like the simple joys I've learned of my beloved sports team being bad for the last mm. nine years. Mm-hmm. There's a mercy of lowered expectations that I just, it's a nice sweet spot to live in. I don't have to get worried about things. I, you know, I don't, I don't stress drink during the game. I just normal drink. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It just, it, it kind of, uh, it beats the care out of you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael, how do we do the show? Um, I'm pretty sure that you bring me stories about penises and then we talk about those. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound like me. Um, well, Michael, I don't have anything about penises. Thank God. Specifically. Um, Ghosts? What? <laughs> dead children? We, do, you, do you have a dead children's story? <laughs> yeah. This So this one I saw on... Man, I can't remember what website I saw it on first. But it was one that... Of questionable repute, let's just say. And so mm-hmm. I was like... This can't possibly be true. But then I searched for it and it's on BBC News. Yeah. So this says TUI, which is a uh, a resort, refunds holiday for 
horrifying dead son tribute. It's not often you hear the word horrifying in conjunction with like a memorial to someone. Like generally it's like a nice tasteful like bunch of flowers on the side of the road where they were hit or something. Right. What what do they do here? Okay, so every year um this couple whose son died in 2014, they basically on the day of his or the weekend of his uh of his death, they have an annual transit or tradition um where they basically go to this resort and they you know they hang out they remember him you know it's kind of their little way of i guess paying tribute to him well the the person in charge of the resort said hey uh can you make up the room for this couple they come every year um and we want to do something special for them because you know they want to remember their son when she went up there to check on the room though oh kush they had put a who oh, created an effigy of the sun out of the clothes in the closet. Like the couple, like yes. the parents, the yes, grieving like the parents, parents clothes. stuff. Yeah, because the stuff got there and before them. Uh-huh. I guess they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they keep some stuff there. I, I don't know. I don't understand that. That's the least part of the understanding here. They took the couple's clothes and they created a man out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They created a man out of it, and it's laying on the bed, and the and spelled out on the bed in various petals and like palm fronds says, "Happy birthday, we miss you, Alex." Who Alex is the the dead son. <laughs> okay, you've now sent me the picture. It He's got a like cake just, on his lap, bro. The, the cake on the lap, the the jaunty like cross feet with wearing chucks. Um, <laughs> it looks like "Happy Birthday" is spelled out in asparagus. <laughs> Which is fun. Um, he's got a beer. He's got a beer, which is <laughs> interesting. Um, I do. I, I can't really put my finger on what my favorite part of it is. I think it might be the empty sad sack gloves that they put on him. Yeah, they couldn't even fill him with with something. You know? Yeah. Um, the cake is very bad. It looks like this. This very bad weekend at Bernie's parody is. I think he. They put tears coming down from under his sunglasses. Like he's got a birthday cake on his lap, but he's crying. Okay, so I yes, I see what now. I remember now. I see what happened. So there was two other people on the trip with them, and one of the which was his uh, Alex's godmother, and so she tipped two of the members at the the Royalton Jamaica Resort to go and and adorn the the couple's bedroom with with the cake. So the uh-huh. cake was it was supposed to be there. Um, so they got marching orders and then went above and beyond. Oh, yeah. They were like, you know what we should do? We should create a man. We should create, we should create a real boy. We should create a real boy out of clothing, of these people's clothing. Uh-huh. And he should definitely be crying and have a, a can of lager in his <laughs> hand. Um, boy, howdy. It looks you know, like a red stripe, at least. It does look like a red stripe. Yeah, so this is in Jamaica, it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... What's interesting, so it looks like this guy died at the age of 22, so I, I guess his effigy can legally drink, which is nice. Um, the thing here, maybe, so it he died in 2014, they've been coming back. You'd think that if they go to this resort every year for his birthday, this was probably a family tradition that they've been doing for a long time. Probably have some yes. longtime staff who probably knew this guy, 
Probably beloved member of the family. Well, clearly they made an exact replica of him. Exact, exact like oh, down to down to the <laughs> toe to tip. That's Steven. <laughs> um, but like, so they they probably loved this guy, and they just wanted to put their own spin. Like they got the like they got the balloons and the cake <laughs> and the asparagus pomfrons to spell out happy birthday. And they're like, no, 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 we we want to memorialize Stephen. He was such a good guy. We loved him so much. <laughs> we shall create his likeness. <laughs> and like luckily luckily the godmother went into the room first and was like holy fucking shit. <laughs> because can you imagine the parents walking in? Because like typically the the lights aren't on in the hotel room. You got to flip those bad boys on when you walk in. And there's just so, a, a strange man in your bed. <laughs> just a strange man in your bed with a, with a cake and a beer on cake, his lap. Cake on his dick and <laughs> just down to clown. Oof. Especially with the rose pe- petals on the bed, just about, like something's gone seriously wrong. No matter yeah. what, no matter what the situation, something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. And like, why is the why is the why is the clothes man? Why is he laying on palm fronds? I just he's so casual. Like I honestly can't get over the crossed ankles. Just, I'm surprised they didn't put his hands behind his head, like he was just chilling out, on, like cool little beach nap. Looks kind of Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of shit. Yeah. He he looks like he should have a cigarette in his mouth. He looks yeah. so fucking content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Michael, I do have to say, like, if I die, I want you to do this. Like, I want you to, like, make an effigy of me. I mean, I've told oh, you about oh, it. Oh, friendo. I don't have to make one. <laughs> oh, God. I, well, I'm terrified It's of already... I already have one. Yeah. It's been made for years. Well, I mean, I've told you what I want to be done at my funeral, right? All my friends to do thunder yeah i want them to stand around my open grave Mm -hmm. play at least one round of thunder and throw all the empty beer basically just desecrate my body with like pbr cans and then like and all this in front of my mother yes um or i mean so we should should make an effigy of you and we should make the effigy of you play thunder with us now that is something i had not considered because i didn't know about this story yet but now yeah obviously and i should get your body's just like right there should we just Use that? I mean, it's already there. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it could just be a real weekend at Cush's kind of like funeral. <laughs> I mean, just... you're already dressed up. Yeah. You and, got your I makeup mean, on. But th- here's the thing, though. I don't want to get the solo. If I'm dead, I like one of you assholes needs to at least, well, two of you guys. You deserve, I want that in my honor. You need to suffer for me, for my sins. All right. I guess I could do that. Although, I mean, you're already dead. So. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, why not just take it? Because fuck you're selfish. you. <laughs> well michael where should i take uh where should i take your effigy that i've Ooh, built of you i mean that's a good one um I, I really just want you to take me to vegas and like stand it up at a craps table maybe mm-hmm. or like oh or like roulette just constantly high five it too <laughs> at sir, bellagio you at, sir yeah. you can't high five that dead <laughs> your dead friend's corpse sorry <laughs> you have to stop <laughs> Those pricks at Bellagio too. They they would be they they, would they be wouldn't so be mad, mad about the effigy I'm carrying around gambling with. It'd be the high fives. So like, yeah, so I you mean can't. they didn't no like con- high fiving a live person. Yeah, no contact with other players. Yeah, How which dare in you. any other situation, yeah, sure I get. But congratulatory high fives. Those should be never be frowned upon. Exactly. Well, Michael, what else you got for me this week? I don't know. What do you got for me? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I'll 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 take I'll take the wheel. All right. Um, speaking of inappropriate, uh, homages to death, um, Michael, have you ever, 
seen or ever felt the like that funeral home should need to advertise. Have you ever seen a funeral home advertisement? Uh, I mean, I've seen like billboards and stuff, and I it, it always makes me uncomfortable. I don't right. like it. Why? Why is that? Is it just the contemplation of death? Or? No, no. It's because I um. I think that funeral homes take advantage of grieving people and like upsell them and sell them things that they don't need because they're like, oh, but your dead so-and-so would have loved it. Don't you want them to be happy in their afterlife? Don't they need a Bluetooth enabled Wi-Fi connected uh, (laughs) grave? Come on. So, yeah. So I'm not, I just, oh, it's plus it's like. Like weddings are bad enough, but at least right. the people are like getting married and they're going to and actually the people who are you're celebrating for are going to be there to enjoy it. Right. Uh, but this is just like a, such a morbid side to the. I agree. But Ooh. so but so the the advertisements I've seen, though, are generally like they do seem to prey on emotions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're understated, right? They're not. Yes. They're not in your face like, hey, come die so we can put you in the ground in this like eight thousand dollar casket. Um. That doesn't work for all funeral parlors, Michael. Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes there's more competition. Yeah. I mean, it's a crowded marketplace. Obviously, a lot of undertakers out there. You got to get. A lot of dead people. I mean, a lot of dead people and like so much choice. How do, how do you get how do you get eyes on your funeral services? You got to sex <laughs> it up a little bit, Michael. Jesus Christ. I was going to say, I'm so scared to know where you're going with this. <laughs> Michael, what I've always said about just the funeral industry is that it's not sexy enough i mean you, you that know is a, I've, that's yeah, true. I've said it for years yeah it's and you're not wrong it's well, a very unsexy industry yeah i mean possibly the least sexy industry yeah that's a good point until now <laughs> um so p- please tell me they're not like doing something with the with the dead bodies oh no no absolutely not no okay thank god they're not they're not they're just selling caskets michael they're not they're not selling (laughs) necrophilia please um (laughs) no no no. no. i was thinking like maybe they were like oh hey the billboard has like look how good grandma looks in our makeup or something oh no they um so they released a promotional calendar with dead um, people (laughs) no 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 with very live I'm going to say hard-bodied individuals. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, fully nude. A lot of nip. Some dong. Um, just a promotional okay, so calendar. It's, like of, a, it's a... It's a... It's a cross-promotional cross calendar. It's a cross-promotional... Uh, <laughs> in one of them, some people appear, appear to be just trying to suffocate each other with plastic garbage bags. Um, but they are naked. And again, you do see nip. Um, yeah, so it's just really hot, sexy models lying down on caskets like really just showing off all of the the nice wood options all the fine grains where where can i where can i find these this calendar um well i believe it's the lindner calendar 2019 mm. uh it's a polish uh undertaker uh you know what apparently sorry i just i just found another so this is the 10th edition of this calendar oh it didn't start getting sexy until 2014. <laughs> Apparently, they decided, hey, we want to keep making this calendar, but it's not doing enough to drive business. I wonder so, how much the business spiked in 2014 when they went sexy. Or... It must have been worth it, right? The thing is, though, it could just be a new revenue stream. Like, even if it's not getting more people in the door, like dead people in the door, you still get a calendar at it. Like, you're just now you're just a calendar publisher. 
of a woman sitting in a casket spread eagle with her boobs out, but a smartphone covering her naughty bits. You know? Huh. It's, I mean, it's a it's tasteful. Tasteful I get news. It. Yeah. Cause like Christmas is coming up and I have a lot of people to shop for. Mm-hmm. And this could knock it all out in one, really. Yeah. And it reminds people that they are mortal and will <laughs> die one day. But in the meantime, get an eyeful of these boobs. This is ethically this is quite bonkers. Morally reprehensible. <laughs> this is I'm looking at the website now. Oh, you found a website? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I guess I could have done that. Uh it's in Poland dollars. <laughs> and there's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing how many Poland dollars are in. A- I just love that this this funeral homes website. The it has a adult content warning when you go to it. <laughs> okay, so the calendar is only eleven ninety nine. However, the shipping to the United States is thirty one dollars. So man. Oh, and apparently it's a Polish Zloty, if you were wondering. I was. What is it? Now I am forced to wonder what a Zloty is. A Zloty. Uh, Z-L-O-T-Y. That's the currency in Poland, oh, apparently. Oh, the Poland dollar. Okay. I kind of prefer Poland dollars, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Um, Michael, would this make you want to buy a casket? More or less? Uh, I mean, I already don't want a, a casket. I want to be super dupes cremated. But Yeah. If um, I could be shot into the sun, that's probably yeah. me. Yeah. Now I kind of want to be cremated, though, but still have, as kind of a door gift, I want everyone handed, like, given one of these calendars. Yeah. But, I like, maybe with that. my face photoshopped. On all the, like, just rock oh, yeah. hard guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, I can make like, that happen. This is how I want you guys to remember me. I think my favorite part about the calendar so far is that there there's a section of each photo that is in color. And then a recurring character in the in the photo like shoot here is just a, a very attractive woman. She's always in the black and white section on the periphery of it with an old timey vintage camera who appears to be some kind of like art director. Mm. She's mm-hmm. like she's the one setting up the whole shoot, making sure everyone looks sexy enough. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't seem very professional though. I mean, I know one I, she's laying in a trough. I mean. I thought the the decision to not wear pants was uh, an interesting one for the director of this photo shoot. But you want to make people feel comfortable, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a professional, so I I don't know. The one again, with the guy in the background, like taking a selfie of him mm-hmm. completely nude. I mean, that one's that's artistic. Yeah. The one again where they appear to have wrapped each other's heads in a balloon, um, but are somehow kissing um, while they, like that one is weird. Um, I love how you think that's a balloon. It's like silk. It's like a silk sheet of some sort. I mean, listen, there's no real good option for whatever the fuck it is. Um, I, so I choose shut happening here. I choose to think it's just a, it's just a balloon and they were, or a naked gun 33 and a third, like full body condom. Oh, see that's what they're not using any protection below the neck. They're just very worried about each other's faces. Mm hmm. Well, God, Michael, the human mouth is just a cesspool. No, thank you. I don't know where that's been. (laughs) Who's got the time to find out? Not this guy. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I think a lot of industries could be improved by um, just sexy calendars. Yeah. Michael, your wife had some stories about sexy calendars, I believe. (laughs) 
she went on a yeah she went on a trip to europe uh she was looking at some uh some different factories and they went into one of the, the control room in italy and uh just just full frontal full frontal nudity right next to the screen they were supposed to be looking at yeah so hmm. in, in my experience seemed more like something that construction workers have in their the cab of their car of their trucks because mm. literally every every truck i was in working for my father and uh, my uncle there was a sexy calendar in all of our the contractors trucks um but like at least that's like your truck or like right. if you're a if you're a truck driver like a long haul truck driver sure it's in your cab this yeah. is in a room that like people just go into well no not at all especially like in a presumably very professional like Tightly run operation. Speaking, yeah. I think my favorite part when Rachel was telling me about it was that it happened at another factory. Yeah, and then it happened again um, at the second one, and then the only reason it didn't happen at the third one was because she found out they called ahead. <laughs> it's like you got to take down the counters, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like why? I like, but why though? It's. I've known people to just, like, have porn on, like, in the back. Like, they just, for some reason, like having, like, some sort of sexual, like, visual around all the time. Like, I don't get, like, but, like, and it doesn't do anything arousing for them. They're just, like, you know, sometimes they just just enjoy it. Like, they're watching, like, Fast and the Furious or something. (laughs) Yeah. I like the (laughs) storylines. No, is this why, is this why porns have stories to them? Because somebody is actually watching them for that? Because... Some perverts out there are just really into the 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 narrative. Because whenever I watch one, I'm like, "Why is this? Why is this an hour long? What is what is this? This could be ten minutes. Why does this have a B plot? What is happening? Why does this have a supporting cast? What's kind of funny though is that like, if you actually watch any of these these porns, they're very much just like very similar to really bad 80s movies just with a lot more nudity a lot more nudity and like they take breaks from telling a story every once in a while kind of yeah kind of yeah but i'm pretty sure i saw one that was like basically the plot of uh what's the john cusack one with the ski school or whatever oh uh better off dead better no, off not better dead. Off de- is that better off dead the ski one it's, it's either i mean better off dead or hot tub time machine is the one <laughs> you're going for <laughs> Well, Mike, I mean, Mike, uh, so one of my ex-girlfriends in college, like her like late like party trick for like at the end of every party was to put on a horrible two hour long porn DVD mm-hmm. that told like the story of a weird like mountaintop resort. That Maybe that's just, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing was, I can really remember about that one is the opening scene where the woman is swimming through the water and there's like a close up that comes underneath her and it's just like. It looks like a manta ray between her legs, just kind it's, of like undulating in the water. Yeah, she was very proud of that scene. That that's that was kind of her. Yeah, she just her like, oh, nice to meet you. Here's here, watch this DVD. <laughs> this will tell you everything you need to know about me as a person. As a person, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay, Michael, I want to transition away. Um, from pornography um somehow we we started we went from death and then got on a topic of pornography and can i say this seamlessly yeah i think we, it's our curse yeah it's like we, we just can't help it well it's just the all the internet is just sex 
It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but we're like two degrees of dicks. Yeah, I feel like every story is somewhat tangentially related to dicks. Like, that's just, (laughs) sorry, that's just part of it. This next one's not. This next story is not. Thank God. This is more more just about stupid people. Mm. And our other forte. And mocking children, which... Our third forte. Yeah. It's either mocking or punching small children for either being full of ghosts or they're just getting blown up by dogs. Um, Michael, how do you feel about dumb names? You know what? I used to I used to really hate them. But ever since I started paying attention to the name of the year bracket, Mm -hmm. um, which is most is coming up soon. That's true. It's mostly um, like sports personalities, correct? Yeah. Generally speaking. Um, and there's some, there's been some real good ones in there and now I'm like, well, shit, I kind of want, if I have a kid, I, I kind of want him to have a dope ass name now. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you about one that's not dope ass. I'm going to spell <laughs> it for you. Okay. And I want you to take a stab at how you would pronounce it. Okay. Um, last name is Redford. Good, mm, strong, good, strong American yep. name. Yep. First name spelled A. B, C, D, E. <laughs> okay, okay. A, B, C, D, E. Uh, Abidsida? Abidsida is pretty good. Yeah. No, um, Absida. Absida? Absida or Absidy? Absidy. Absidy, okay. I mean, um, hmm. Which so, sounds ab- like a shitty soccer team from, like, Alberta. Mm, yeah. City FC. Um, yeah, so the reason this came to my attention was apparently Southwest Airlines was forced to apologize for mocking a five-year-old child named Absidy. <laughs> were they mocking the child or were they mocking the child's name, which is actually mocking the child's parents? <sighs> they were apparently, so the mother overheard the employee's undisguised amusement <laughs> with <laughs> apparently... The gate agent took one look at the small child traveling through, took her boarding pass, burst out laughing, (laughs) then took a picture of the boarding pass and posted it to social media. (laughs) And the mom overheard the employee laughing and then telling other Southwest employees about the name ABCDE. And um, apparently, and this does suck. Man, I just found out another factoid about this name, which really just sucks. So apparently the mom, Tracy Radford, says her daughter came over and said, Mom, why is she laughing at my name? And the mom said, well, not everyone is nice and not everyone is going to be nice. And that's unfortunate. And I feel bad for this kid for being mocked for her name. Once again, I don't think she's being mocked. She had no no choice over the name. Right. They're mocking her parents for giving her a terrible name. Right. Like, and the thing is, though, like, hey, you have a bad name. That's not on <laughs> you. Like, sorry, it's not yeah. on you. But like, it's a bad one. It's a very eventually, bad one. Eventually, all the kids named Khaleesi are going to find out like, man, my parents really <laughs> fucked me on that one. <laughs> like, but for now, yeah. but for now, sorry, you're going to get giggled at in public and eventually bullied. Sorry. And not by adults. Not not solely by adults. No, no. I mean, look. It's just, it's a bad one. Like, I don't it's, know what else to say. It's, it's it's not a great name. No? 
Um, it's impossible to pronounce because it's not a word or any letters that are normally together into a sound. Apparently, there are multiple pronunciations of this because um, apparently there were 327 oh, ab cities born in the U.S. Uh, just in 2009 alone. Um, I feel like they're boy. trying like you're trying too hard if you give your kid the name ABCDE. Yeah, you're just trying to be an, an asshole. Mm hmm. Like, why? Like, like, look, I, I get I get it when, like, you kind of combine some names together or, like, you spell them a little bit differently or, like, you take a uh, a cultural name and you maybe put your own spin on it. But, like, you just you just literally went to the alphabet and you just picked five letters in a row. You didn't even put you didn't even put any effort in. Yeah, you're like, you're you just, just pick the first five. Like, that's the least amount of effort you could ever do to name your child. You're just a lazy parent. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only thing that would have been more lazy is to literally open a dictionary, like, scroll through it and put your finger on it. And then like, oh, my name's my kid's name is Tarantula now. Which and you know what? That's a dope that's ass true. name. That's a way better name. Thing is, you you get named Tarantula. <laughs> You come out the womb and your mom's like, fuck, that's a tarantula right there. <laughs> Guess what? You grow up to be an assassin. Yeah. yeah. Ab City is just going to grow up to be a clown. A sad, sad clown. Because, Ab again, City. the lifetime of bullying she's going to go through is going to do some real lasting emotional torment. Ab City sounds like a place you go and it's like they're they're waiving the initiation fee and you get nine ninety nine for six months at the gym. Yeah, but all they do is seven-minute abs. Yeah, That's the only training routine that you're allowed to do in the gym. It's just, it's on the wall on a big screen, just yeah. constantly. Yeah, and meanwhile, Tarantula's in kindergarten with a switchblade. Just being <laughs> just dope, as, wearing a leather jacket to, to second grade. Oh, His first man. car's a motorcycle. Michael, you know what I just realized that we haven't talked about? Hmm. The 2018... Bad Sex and Literature Awards. <gasps> That's right. Those came out. And I just remembered it halfway through this episode, which seems like too long. And I don't want to derail. I think you had a very good story. I want you to do that. And then we're going to talk about bad, horny men who can't <laughs> write. Well, I mean, we're about halfway through. So that'll take us right right through the home stretch, I believe. That's it. And, and again, continuing our time-honored tradition of getting to the best content in the back half of the show. You know, we don't want to give it all up front because then people will stop listening. Right. And then they'll never buy the things that we have ads for when we eventually have ads. Right. And I think the best part is that we start off the show, particularly this one, just like having no idea what we were going to talk about. And really, like, we haven't done this in a couple weeks, so we're just stumbling and can't really find the thread. So we lose half of our listeners in the first half of the show. And then it's the, the real diehards that get the good stuff. <laughs> they get the gold. We reward them for sticking around long enough to, to get to our, our good thoughts, our mm -hmm. good words. Okay, well, before you get into that, I have one we story. We get into that. Sorry, we yes. get deep into we're that. Gonna get, we're going to get way all up in it. Um, you're talking about travel, airlines. So did you know that apparently when you're trying to apply for a visa into the United States, so you know how they ask you a series of questions, right? Because they're trying to gauge your worthiness to get a visa to come on in. Sure. Um, somebody came up with the foolproof method of asking just flat out. You a terrorist? <laughs> hmm. Okay. And, 
And it turns out that uh, this poor seven-year-old man coming from Scotland, uh, he accidentally said yes. And he's Accident, been sure uh-huh, he's been banned from the U.S. forever. No, there's no review process, huh? Nah, no. Nah, they were just like, well, he said he's a terrorist, so <laughs> we we got him. We got the world's <laughs> one terrorist. <laughs> got him. Um, I mean, yeah. Huh. So it like it basically like when you give blood and they're like, so do you have any diseases? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can you have to legally say yes. It's just like that, huh? Yeah. It was like you know, it, it's like when you uh, you're about to sell drugs and you're like, are you a cop? You have to tell mm-hmm. me legally. There's they're like the U.S. is like, hey, if you're a terrorist, you you legally have to tell me you're a terrorist. I mean, technically, that does sound true. Like legally, I think you, if you're a terrorist, like it's probably you have to say, yeah, I'm a terrorist. I mean, you can't at, lie. At Otherwise, point. you're lying to the U.S. government, right? And and that's a crime. That's a crime. I know that much. And no one's ever done it and gotten away with it ever. <laughs> you know what? I'm so interested in the meeting where they were coming up with this one of the very many meetings i'm sure and some guy was just like why don't we just ask him and they're like philip get the fuck out of this room you only need one question then right just are you two two questions True. is america the greatest country in the world <laughs> yes no are you a terrorist yes, do you think no. it says are you a terrorist or do you think it says are you or do you intend to be at some point in the future a terrorist have you spent more than five years in algeria or any of these countries <laughs> because like some because of probably would be like are you a terrorist well no you didn't ask you, me if i plan to be one are you thinking about it yeah have uh, you ever what, thought about it are you a terrorist i haven't been yet <laughs> <laughs> are you are you a suicide bomber not yet <laughs> ask my effigy <laughs> um yeah i i mean it's such a simple way like Cause, sure, you're gonna get a couple morons, like this. This poor old Scottish man. Whoops, sorry. Didn't he? He does not get to come to to America anymore. Mm-hmm. So, because he just fucked up. But there's probably some terrorists out there who are just dumb enough to be like, well, yeah, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like you, you know, you prepare for all of the, the kind of intricate lies you have to do, and like you kind of got to sell it, and then like a simple question can trip you up. You know? Yeah. It's like, hey, are you a terrorist? Oh, fuck yeah, man. Why did I fill out this form in pen? Why did I say yes? (laughs) Oh, there's there's no back button. Ah, Beans. I'm in trouble. Have you ever, every once in a while, I'll I'll call a customer service number and they always say, Pero Espanol, Prime Nueve. I hit nine. And so since I... Have a very, very rudimentary understanding of Spanish. I just go, yes, I understood that. And it told me to press nine. And then all of a sudden, I'm speaking Spanish. <laughs> and that cause, and that feels like an achievement sometimes. You're just like, I knew what they said. Yeah. And I did it. You're right. Like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up because now I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> like at the monorail at Disney World, I'm keeping my hands inside because I know what they say. That's <laughs> I know it. That one I get. So yeah, Michael I can was, get it. You're just like, are you? If you're a terrorist, press press this button and be like, oh shit, damn it. Here's here's a so I it's 2018. I assume this was a digital form. Yes, yeah. They were trying. They claim that um, basically the the machine kept crapping out on them, and so they uh-huh. kept trying to fill in all the things quickly to get it to like not crap out on them and not time out. 
And so he claims that he just accidentally hit yes because there's a bunch of other ones that you just hit yes all the time. Likely story. Um, here's a question, though. Um, <clears throat> presumably not the first, not the last question on the form. <laughs> do, do you think <laughs> do you think they let you continue <laughs> filling out the form? <laughs> do you think it's like if you say yes all of a sudden the form is a hundred thousand like it's just a hundred questions longer than normal so they have enough time to f- come find you it's like we're gonna keep them locked into this form is it is it like an adaptive form if they hit yes or like fuck no one's ever done that before we need to come up with some other questions real it's, fast it's two options they either give you a lot more questions to keep you in one spot so they can come get you or it's just <laughs> survey's done you go run you have 10 minutes to live what they should do actually is you know because they always when you go through uh customs they give you either the one with the picture or the one with the picture with the x on it this one should mm. just be a picture that has guantanamo bay stamped on it and then you go up to the customs guy you're like here I, this is my form and he goes okay cool we're just gonna take you straight there don't worry you about live, it you live there now good yeah. good job because that's the thing is he said that he said yeah i'm a terrorist and they just sent him back <laughs> to like, Scotland no, go back into Scotland now. like go have fun there you're not coming to America bud like I'm a terrorist okay you need to go back to Scotland we're like what no if he's a, if you actually think he's a terrorist you should probably arrest him he admitted to a crime right there <laughs> now I'm just gonna put him on a plane <laughs> put him back on a plane going back home couldn't possibly turn that one around <laughs> God, you know, it's it's uh, it's security theater. It's just. Yeah. But hey, we we caught him. We caught a bad guy. We didn't, though. Well, <laughs> he told no. us he was a bad guy and we were like, cool. Can you go back to Scotland now? <laughs> I am a bad guy. Not here. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually it's it's very similar to like how if you get on American soil uh then you then you're you can stay if uh if you're a terrorist if you get on american soil then they have to let you do terrorism so <laughs> hey well shit he made it in well, ah fuck if you admit to being a terrorist and they and they accidentally let you in then you have to let them do terrorism our mistake go about yeah, your business well, we we blew it bank error in your favor i guess <laughs> pasco collect <laughs> enough for whatever your bad business is all right michael are you ready for some very Oh, Very man, I'm bad. So sex. ready. I'm so so ready. Oh boy, howdy. Um, well, it's nothing I like more than bad sex. <laughs> well, buckle up, my man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael, welcome back to our favorite annual tradition on Trends in Low Places: the Bad Sex in Fiction Award mm-hmm. or in Literature mm-hmm. Award 2018 from the Literary Review. Um, Literary Review does a annual showcase of quote outstandingly bad erotic writing. And uh, which is bad, outstandingly bad, outstandingly bad. And um, Michael, you will be shocked to know that all of the the nominees on this list are men. What? Yeah, believe it or not. Weird. Yeah, believe it or not, my man. It's just Hmm. men who have definitely had sex for sure. Uh, Definite sex havers. (laughs) Registered sex havers. The weird one is, um, so on this list, Haruki Murakami, who is a hell of an author, he has apparently has been a contender for the Nobel Prize in Literature before. Uh, I've read a couple of his books. He's a very talented writer. 
not so much about sex, it turns out, mm. because and I I really want to think that maybe it was just a translation error on his part, but what kind of books does he normally write? A little bit weird. So he's he's a Japanese author. Um so I'm hopeful that it's just maybe just in in Japan it's really just a beautiful mm, O2 yeah. <laughs> human sexual love. But when you translate it, oops, it turns mm. out that what he actually said <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have no well, idea what it's going to be, but I, I'm so excited. Uh, there's a hold on. There's a, let me find the best one because there's a couple. Um, oh man. Okay. So I just, I just found a Guardian article. James Frey, isn't he the million little pieces guy? I think so. He's got huh. a couple doozies. Okay. Um, so yeah, his book Katarina. But so Haruki Murakami's uh, Killing Commandatory. I can't. I'm not even going to say. Um, he's got a couple. <clears throat> here's here's what I am hopeful that in when written in Japanese is just a, a beautiful sexual revolution. But in English, it's I slipped my erect penis inside, or from another <laughs> angle, that part of her actively swallowed my penis, immersing it in what felt like warm butter. Okay. Um. Hmm. Warm butter. Hey. Yeah. You know, you know that that pleasant sensation, warm butter. On yeah, your warm, penis? warm butter on the. Oh, we should probably say this part's gonna get a little naughty, <laughs> so um, we're gonna say some shit here. Um, the rest of the show has an R rating. It, <laughs> yeah, it definitely R. Um, I know all the kids listening. You should probably you have legally you have to tell us if you're a terrorist yeah. or a minor. So um, I hope you fill out your form before this episode. Um, here's another one from him. My this is a longer one. My ejaculation was violent said. and repeated again and again. Semen poured out from me, overflowing her vagina, turning the sheet sticky. There was nothing I could do to make it stop. <laughs> if it continued, I worried I would be completely <laughs> emptied out. Yuzu slept deeply through it all without making a sound, her breathing even. Her sex, though, had contracted around mine and would not let go, as if it had an unshakable will of its own and was determined to wring every last drop from my body. Is he- So this- Is this- What? He- He raped a sleeping person? Uh Uh-huh. 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 And- Who is this all? (laughs) Again, Haruki Murakami. (laughs) Um, and again- that's that's bad. That's a bad. That's a bad it, passage. It's a bad. It's very bad. It's bad writing, but it's also it's also a bad, just a bad thing. Yeah, I like the warm butter one better. Yeah, um, warm butter's way better. Warm butter's better than you know emptying, being emptied out. Just that sounds bad. I'm gonna just say a couple, a couple of the ways that Major Victor Cornwall and Major Arthur St. John Trevelyan. So a couple metaphors they use for um, vagina mm. um, in this one. Both majors, eh? Both majors. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to guess British. By Cornwall, the, by yeah. Cornwall and St. John Trevelyan. Yeah. <laughs> um, vaginal ratchet, which moves in concertina-like waves. A boa constrictor. An enameled pepper mill within her. <laughs> That's in one paragraph. Mm, I also see uh, slowly chugging my organ like a. Okay, so I'm just going to read this horrible, horrible, no good (laughs) paragraph. 
empty my tanks, I begged breathlessly as she once more began drawing me deep inside her pleasure cave. I forgot about pleasure cave. Her vaginal ratchet moved in concertina-like waves, slowly chugging my organ as a boa constrictor swallows its prey. Soon I was locked in, balls deep, ready to be ground down by the enameled pepper mill within her. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is two people. Two people wrote this. <laughs> two guys agreed that, guys that, was, <laughs> that that was sex. And then, and then presumably at least one editor. Mm-hmm. Several pro- these things go through like P- editor publisher multiple people <laughs> and everyone was like yeah no that sounds that sounds exactly like how sex works mm-hmm. now, now that's what I call sex volume two um you know generally in in that in that story like obviously that person that character was having what uh, presumably was good sex because. He wanted the person, the woman, I assume, to empty their tanks. Um, but in, with their pepper mill in the well. So it starts off with pleasure cave, which as a as a word combo is bad, but like it's at least a good thing. But then generally boa constrictor swallowing prey is not what you want to happen to your penis. Yeah. And what like, is a vaginal ratchet? Exactly. A vaginal ratchet. I don't know. And like, also, was he turning? I th- it must have been like cranking up and down, um, and then the concertina. That's interesting um, because typically I don't generally associate vaginas with uh, accordions mm, mm-hmm. or or hurdy gurdies or anything like that. So <laughs> not exactly how I think they move. Mm. Um, when you guys were when you were in, um, I think it was tenth grade. Was the F cats one of those ones where we had to do like creative writing and you got scored on it from like, hey, homie, private school, didn't get sex mm. ed, didn't have to take the F cat. Anyway, we, ha- we-, we got our own Bible themed standardized <laughs> test. There <laughs> we, was literally a Bible section. on There it. was a creative writing section. I remember practicing for it and they were like, you need to use vivid words and you need to use a lot of these these vivid words. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a 10th grader trying to write an F cat essay. About what they think sex is like. The thing, so based on that one porn, that (laughs) two-hour porn. The thing is, generally, like editors and like good writers will tell you, omit needless words. These guys have definitely gone in the other direction. Yeah, not so. Not just is the vagina a pepper mill, destroying and breaking down his penis into much smaller parts. For some reason, it's an enameled one. Like he, they had to like. Let you know it's like enameled, a little shiny. It's got a, got a, a nice grip to it. Oh god, these are so bad though. These are. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm reading through some of the other ones and like the one with James, the one James Frey. That I mean, yeah, break that off for me, buddy. I like don't even want to, but basically he just uses the word "come, come" just thirty times. times. So much. Come inside me. Come inside me. Come inside me. Blinding, breathless, shaking, overwhelming, exploding, white god. I come inside of her. My cock throbbing. We're both moaning. Eyes, hearts, souls, bodies. One. That is all one sentence. Kush. That is. There aren't articles or subjects or predicates of any sort. It's just stream of consciousness to be seen. No. One. Period. White. God. Come. 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 I close my eyes. Let out my breath. Come. Uh huh. Um, here's, here's one from, it's a poem uh, called 
Come. Come. <laughs> By E.E. Cumming. <laughs> Got him. Here's a sentence from Luke Tredgett in the book Kismet. They stay in this position for a long time. Anna sucking and slurping with the same lazy persistence you'd use on a gobstocker or a stick of rock. What the fuck is a stick of rock? I'm like going to assume candy? it's like rock candy okay. on a stick. Yeah. Huh. Um, which... The bad thing about both of those candies is eventually you crunch them with your teethies. <laughs> and also, lazy persistence isn't like the coolest way to get a blowy. It like, doesn't sound that great. Like, I'm not into this, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's, you can't stop me, but lazy I'm not going to do it. Lazy is how I describe my performance at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not during yeah. sex. Not during sex. I mean, I I really don't want to, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna persistently put this thing in. Yeah, and like persist is not a verb you really want with like anything sexual. Mm, no, it's like it's like I'm gonna fucking do this. Sorry, I will persevere. Uh, you want to read a sentence from Julian Goff and connect for me, buddy? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> he kisses her chin, her mouth. And their tongues touch. Oh, too much. He slips his lips free with a soft suck. Moves up to kiss her strong nose on one side, then the other. It's hard and soft at once. He moves back down till he is level with her breasts. They're small, she says. Surprisingly shy. Apologetic. They're perfect, he says. He kisses them. Teases a nipple with his lips. It's so soft and then suddenly hard. Wow. He sucks on the hard nipple. He has never done this before, and yet, no, wait, of course, it is totally familiar. The first thing he ever did. Keep going. Go, He feels the huge change in meaning, in status. It's as though he had grown up in a single suck. Everything transformed, and yet nothing had changed at all. He sucks at a nipple as he lies on a bed, and it's 18 years later, and he sucks at a nipple as he lies on a bed, and his childhood falls away from him like a burnt-out booster stage from a rocket. It's fuel used up. He is now in orbit around a different planet. There's so much. There's just a lot of mommy issues that Julian Goff is clearly working through that he just put out in a book on that one. Yeah, no, he's um, it sounds like some of these people, first of all, need a sex education. Second mm-hmm. of all, need some therapy. Lots of it. <laughs> also. I can't, I don't even, I can't even, (laughs) I can't like connect with like, I can't think of a thing that would kill, that would kill my drive to have sex more than having the immediate reaction of, oh, Oh, I'm on these nipples. Yeah. Oh yeah. 18 years ago, I did this with my mom. (laughs) Like, that's not like, oh, I'm changing. I'm, my status is changing. Yeah, my status is changing from horny to now I need to get the fuck out of here. Thank you very <laughs> to now much. I need to go immediately drink all the booze I can find. <laughs> and then tomorrow I have some I have some phone calls to make to therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. I am. My brain is bad. Yeah. The whole thing's bad. Very bad. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's there's some uh, some bad ones. Although <clears throat> apparently the literary review, uh, they said uh, this was a surprisingly good year. And I got to say, um, compared to the ones we read last year, these are not that bad. Yeah, I mean, they're not terrible, I guess. Um, but they're still real bad. So was there a winner? Do they pick a like a number I think, one? I think James Frey for Katarina and Haruki Murakami were like the 
the quote unquote winners of this one. <laughs> oh man. And apparently Murakami is a serial offender <laughs> according to the Guardian. Um so uh one the quote from uh let me see what's her name? Brinkley. Um somebody was that um oh so the winner will be announced December 3rd. Okay. So we didn't we we passed that. We should probably find it. Um but someone said Canarita by James Frey seemed to one judge to be almost like wish fulfillment. It's it's the sex which is so bombastic and mechanical it doesn't feel real. There's a collision of the artful which with the specifically physical details. There's a clash here. So I I think they're saying that James Frey wrote this specifically to win this prize. Okay. I mean, hmm, so it's like when you like Oscar bait. Yeah. <laughs> this, they're just Oscar baiting all over the page. <laughs> There's actually one in here that just ends with the sentence, this is sex. Yeah, this is sex. Which After again, they describe something that does not seem to be sex. <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, no. not sex. Like if you have to tell all. me at the end of your phrase or at the end of your paragraph that that was supposed to be sex, you should probably go back and rewrite it so that it sounds like sex. Right. And like, don't include like grinding metal in your imagery of like a vagina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just not going to get the job done. Mm. Um, the boa constrictor is still pretty bad. So like so a lot of these use the word cock mm-hmm. and like cock. I get it. Like I get the, the word cock for, for a dick. Sure. It's never and never will be sexy. No. Like. Somebody's like, oh, man, I want your... Co-. Like, mm, can you just can you use a different word? Give me that ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that ding-a-ling do, though? <laughs> What's up with that hooey? Like, uh, especially when you see it written out. Like, it's one thing to say it, but then, like, to see it written out, it's just such yeah. a harsh word in the middle of all of this really bad sex talk, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, again, um, one of these sent the one of these paragraphs uses the word cock a lot. Mm. Uh, so Luke Tredgett from Kismet, who previously wrote also we we read the Gobstopper one, leading into that sentence was, she shuffles her head closer to his cock, close enough to smell her own residue, and then takes it in her mouth with the vague idea of cleaning it. It's like yeah, I might. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Lord. Like, huh? Hmm. I feel like the 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 worst is is when these guys are writing from the woman's perspective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they already clearly don't know what sex is, but then like trying to write it from a frame of reference that they clearly don't understand. It's like, oh boy, howdy! You got it. You gotta think. They've never had sex. Clearly, don't know what sex is. And then they try to write it from a woman's perspective. Yeah. I mean, they clearly don't know what they want let alone what what a woman wants from them i mean i am not convinced that victor cornwall like major victor cornwall and major arthur st john trevelyne have ever spoken to a woman much less been anywhere near a vagina no no there's no i mean there's no way like vaginal ratchet (laughs) boa constrictors accordions pepper mills like none of those things should ever or could ever be used to describe an actual vagina. Yeah. And so there's only only their book, which 
that that their book is Scoundrels: The Hunt for Handsclap, which I believe is about spies. They like it was about hunting down a a real spy, I think. Um, the only quote in in sex here, other than the <laughs> them talking about her small, perfect boobs earlier, um, empty my tanks. Mm-hmm. I'm not one for like sexy talk ever, really, but. Um, one, I think if I said out loud <laughs> during sex, empty my tanks, I would immediately be like, I would stop and be like, you know what? I actually have to leave and maybe jump off a bridge. Um, but if I was a woman, I think, and I heard that said at me during sex, like I'm calling the cops <laughs> dur- like right now. <laughs> If I said it, I might call the cops on myself. It's like, I actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna drive to the nearest airport and fill out a customs form that says, "Yes, I am a terrorist." <laughs> okay, so James Frey did indeed win for just his poem. Just just a lot of cum in his poem. <laughs> the, and I think it's 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 ridiculous that he named it Katarina hmm. when it's about a hundred word poem and forty of them are cum. <laughs> like you don't get to name it Katarina. No, the, your poem has just come. The judges of the Bad Sex and Fi- Bad Sex and Fiction Award were swayed by the several sex scenes in Frey's novel, including an extended passage set in a Paris bathroom involving the narrator Jay and his lover Katarina, a model from Norway. And so this is his description of having sex with his lover Katarina, the model from Norway, in mm-hmm. a Paris bathroom. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> James Ray prevailed against a strong all-male shortlist by virtue of the sheer number and length of dubious erotic passages in his book. The multiple scenes of sustained fantasy in Katarina could have won Frey the award many times over. <laughs> and I'm actually a little mad that they don't give me other sections of the book because now I'm forced to maybe go to the library and get this dumb idiot book so I can read more horrible, horrible sex passages. Well, basically what they said was like, I mean, this this is like uh, MJ, right? Like he's the MJ of bad erotic writing at this point. <laughs> like, hey, like not just not just this passage that he won for, but he literally was better than the other five nominees, like multiple times over. <laughs> Beneath them, her wetness met his own wetness, and they stirred against each other. She pestled him slowly until miraculously he found himself rigid again, as though he had risen out of his own pain, fresh and ready. Pestled? What is it with dudes and wanting their dicks ground into nothing? (laughs) (laughs) The best sex is the last sex I'll ever have because my penis has been utterly destroyed and ground into fine powder. It's so... Oh my god, it's so bad. Oh my god, wait... So the last year's was uh, Christopher Bolin. And mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember this one. We definitely talked about Christopher Bolin. Oh, did we? I think so. What What's the quote you have in mind? Um, I do. I do say that uh, there is one in, one passage in in this award. I forget who wrote it, um, but I did find a Reddit thread about this, and they, someone makes a very good point. Uh, the author mentions. They are sucking on a nipple while their female partner is licking their ear, which is, that's a long way for a neck to travel to get down to. 
And I, I don't think I can do that one. <laughs> like, can you just imagine like trying to feel sexy like during sex while your partner's doing cool shit to you and then you just have your whole fucking head just <laughs> flat against your chest, like just getting at that ear though. <laughs> so Christopher Bolin says <clears throat> She covers her breast with her swimsuit. The rest of her remains so delectably exposed. The skin along her arms and shoulders are different shades of tan, like water stains in a bathtub. <laughs> her face and vagina are competing for my attention, so I glance down at the billiard rack of my penis and testicles. Yeah, I How many balls does this man have? <laughs> too many. <laughs> too many balls. Because like at, at, at best, we're talking about a nine ball rack. At worst, right. it's fifteen. That's by any stretch. <laughs> it's way too, too many. Too many balls. <laughs> it's really, it's really at least, at least four to seven times more than you need, <laughs> and fifteen times more than you really, really need. If we're really being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't. I got nothing for that. One. <laughs> and even worse, I mean, even if he's just talking about the shape, <laughs> what have you got for me, buddy? <laughs> Bianca grabs Simon's dick, which is hot and hard as if it just came out of a steel forge, and connects it to her mouth machine. <laughs> Every time I go to, every time somebody asks me to want to go out to eat, I'll be like, yeah, I, I need to get something in my mouth machine. <laughs> Can't wait to connect this hot dog to my mouth machine. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> what? a steel forge, fine, okay, but mouth machine, that's not even, that's not a, what am I, that's not anything. Not, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not anything, and even the visual of that is not sexy or... <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you, Cookie Monster? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Give me your human penis. <laughs> I want to put it in my mouth machine. Ma, 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 ma. I don't even like if someone's like, oh, man, I'm put your penis in my mouth machine. You're like, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> I thought I wanted it, but I don't. I don't. I'm actually fine. <laughs> Good. I don't even like sex. Sex is bad, actually. It's, it's bad. Turns it may, out. Makes me think of my mom's nipples, and um, <laughs> there's a mouth machine going on. I thought I would like I, this, but I don't. I actually hate it. This is bad. <laughs> what they don't tell you about sex is it's horrifying and bad. Every, every ass. Can you imagine being like... Reading one of these books, because these aren't romance novels, right? Like these are normal. No, books. these you are said, just like, books. Right. Can you imagine being like a sixteen-year-old kid or whatever, and you're reading this uh, Hiroki Matsuzama book? Nailed it. Yep, killed it. Um, and you're like, all of a sudden, you get to this part, and you're like, I, huh? You know what? I'm not horny anymore. I'm no longer going through puberty. It's it's over. It's done. It's it's done, and um, I guess I'm asexual now. Yeah. I don't. And mm. <laughs> I never actually want to talk to anyone. Haruki 
Murakami. Yeah. All right. I didn't have the words in front of me. I mean, I I think you got it. You nailed it. You got it in one. <laughs> mm. I, okay, so I'm the, shocked the that no one Korn- has said something about like <laughs> something about jacking into the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> So the Victor Cornwall one, so not only were there two authors, it was edited by two people. So that's four dudes that looked at this and was like, yep, that's sex. (laughs) Now that's what I call sex. You killed it. Mm -hmm. This is a spy novel? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're good here. This works. This is great. How's the spy stuff? Oh, just great. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Does anyone want to adapt this for the screen? Because... do you have a vagina that looks like an accordion? The thing is for this, like, I'm so curious how, like, for that book specifically, which I guess is about them hunting spies or some bullshit, um, how how they described that, like, how they described the spy stuff, mm. I bet not good. He snuck around like a <laughs> bulldog licking his dick. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Um, hold up. So these dudes apparently have actually, not only, Michael, did they write this book and write the sex bad. Would you care to guess the names of the two characters in the book? The ones who are who are doing it? The two, so yeah, the two men who are hunting down a kidnapping in the Congo and uh, their Moriarty-like nemesis, Gruber Handsclap. Gruber Handsclap? Is the name of their villain. Yes. Does he say, I make a handsclap? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, what their names are? Absidae? Yes. And... <laughs> D- Dick Wong and... <laughs> Max Sexgood. No, Michael... <laughs> So the the names of the authors obviously are Victor Cornwall and Saint John Trevelyan. Mm-hmm. Um, the names of the characters in the book are Brichter Major Brumbrell. Victor Cornwall and Major Saint John Trevelyan. <laughs> <laughs> they have written themselves into this book with the. V- so not only did they write that sex scene, that is for at least one of them an autobiographical sex scene, and mm. one of them has had their penis pleasurably ground down to a fine powder and sprinkled over a pasta dish. (laughs) After it had been destroyed like a boa constrictor. (laughs) So, also like, hmm, that's that's an uncomfortable sort of everything. Mm. Also, like, you you hear about um, the penis being compared to a snake. Um, But not, not typically... The the other parts, the vagina, yeah, and also it's odd that they chose the boa constrictor because, as again the name implies, they're not best known for swallowing prey; mm. they're best known for just crushing the just, life oh, out yeah. of it until which it dies. It, which again, what is it with the dudes on this list and just wanting their penises <laughs> absolutely destroyed? <laughs> I would like you to crush it. Until it's dead, and then grind it in a pepper mill. <laughs> she blasted my penis into oblivion. <laughs> oh, she grated it like a fine Parmesan. 
What? Why? What are you talking about? That's not how it works. Oh, like God. Spider-Man turning to dust, she made my penis totally disappear. <laughs> like Thanos. <laughs> Cleansing the universe. Like it inside your fingers. Like, like it inside the drain. My penis wanted inside there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. I'm trying some little places. <laughs> it has to. We have to stop. <laughs> um, everyone, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Sorry for the break. Um, uh, as we move into the holidays, uh, we're probably gonna try to do another one of these, but uh, we might try to do some mini episodes uh, or have some guest hosts moving in. We're gonna have content coming out, so sorry for the break, but uh, we will we'll keep going. Um, so everyone, if you like this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show. Longest Days of Our Lives, which, again, will soon finish season two and get into season three in the new year. Sorry for the break on that one. Again, the audio's rough. (laughs) We have have jobs, people, okay? Yeah. Until someone starts paying us to do this. Yeah. (laughs) Please do. If there is a rich benefactor out there that is just like, you know what? We love these boys, and I would love to give them money. Mm -hmm. Send it on over. Send it. Yeah. Set up a Patreon for us and then just send us money. That, yeah, we're too, we're too lazy to set one up ourselves. I mean, come on. <laughs> to, yeah, that, that is true. Um, but you can, find out more information, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to send us a story or have us read a message on air, we would be happy to do that. We also love hearing from our fans. So just shoot us a message at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get and we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, shoot us a message or message us on Facebook like our good friend Scrub- Scrubby Josh did. Josh, sorry for the delay in the episode. Yeah. Where hopefully we delivered you cake. Mm. Um, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can find us on uh, all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at TILPcast. Um, you can also help us out by uh, finding us on your uh, podcast app of choice, uh, searching for Trends and Low Places and uh, smashing that subscribe button, uh, pepper grinding our subscribe button right into the boa constrictor's mouth or whatever. Um and, uh, you know, give us a rating, a review, um, some nice words of encouragement, yeah. you know, any of those things. Um, and like Kush said, we'd love to hear from you on social medias or at goodbuddymedia.gmail.com. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I've heard on other podcasts that apparently works. Share us on your Instagram story. Apparently that's a thing. Instagram Share stories, huh? Yeah. That's apparently that's a thing. Mm. So I thought that was only for enough- babies. Babies, dogs, um, food, and soul cycle. <laughs> it's a lot lot of soul cycle. And apparently our podcast. Yes. Our podcast too. will be interspersed into that story situation. That story of soul cycle. <laughs> Michael, you want a final shower thought to close this out? Yes, please. Hashtag shower thought of the day. How do you throw out a trash can? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> you have to throw it in a larger trash can, and then to throw out that trash can. It's just Russian nesting dolls of trash cans, really. It's trash cans all the way down. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.